Okay, with Brian Alexander, Variance Propagation is the short film play at the Animation Film Festival. But this is a different type of animation film, correct, Brian? Like, like I was, I was, like, I was reading a synopsis. It was done in real time. Like, can you explain to us what the process for this film is about? Sure, sure. Yeah, definitely uh, real time. That wasn't the intent. It didn't start there, but that's where I ended up. Um, and so, uh, I it is done in complete darkness. Um, or shot in complete darkness, uh, an open lens system that is uh, kind of scratch built, which is out ahead of what the camera sees. And then the light sources are pretty minute. And I'm working mostly with uh, ice and glass and lucite and other basically things that are clear, essentially. So I'm trying to grab those little uh, moments. Um, and yeah, a lot of trial and error, but kind of got it dialed in after about two years of fiddling with it. Oh, two, so real time, but it's like real time in two years, I guess. Yeah. So what happens is, is you, I set up, I shoot, I kind of, I keep the setups the same, more or less, um, uh, in terms of uh, the geometry and the lighting and everything that's involved. But what happens is, is sometimes just there's just nothing to see. It's an it's an odd uh, process because uh, there's no there's not much scale to it. I originally started on accident using uh, uh, macro style photography uh, and uh, saw some uh, curious like aberrations, things you wouldn't want in the camera's eye. Uh, and then that's what started that whole process was I kind of went after what would have been an artifact you would have avoided and tried to expand on it. So it's, it's animation in the sense that it is slow um, sometimes I'm basically grabbing, uh, it's like time-lapse-ish where I'm grabbing stills and stitching them back together. Other times, uh, or more recently, and in this, and then, uh, in variants, uh, what I've used is, um, stepper motors and other, uh, semi-mechanical means to manipulate the ice and the light, and that's what, it, at least more frequently, generates the visual effects you see in that piece. So is this something that you've done in previous? Like, what is your experience like making films? Is this this is what your your body of work is all about? Uh, it's it's a mixed bag body of work. I'm a long time life artist, artisan type craftsperson, um, and always been focused on film. But have uh, over the years sometimes been more emphasis on audio and audio development. Uh, other times just visuals. Other times stills, but uh, eight out of 10 times moving image and sound uh, in some form that may or may not categorically fit into what people would expect kind of thing, which I don't, I'm not trying to be peculiar, just that's yeah. where my head goes. And that's the stuff I chase down. It's just something I, I find, you know, to be this, this doesn't have a narrative per se, you yeah. watch, you're kind of like, okay, here we are. But it, it has all these other qualities that some of which seem familiar. And they kind of balance out that element where you feel like you might you feel like you might have seen this or something like this. So it has a cadence and a more abstract quality that I find personally more engaging than someone saying, here's a wave. That's a cloud. Here's a tree. Um, it's just different. It's not better yeah. or worse. It's different than that for an approach. So, anyway. so we uh, we uh, like you submit to our festival uh, for a reason, feedback and animations in the title. So what did, so basically I'm curious, I'm sure you're curious what people had to say about your film, 
what did you think about what, when we sent the audience video to you? What did they what they had to say about your film? Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I thought uh, it. Um, I don't. You know, when you spend time working on something, kind of yeah. in a vacuum. I know I am uh, a little short on feedback some days. I mean, I get feedback for other things, but not for this per se. Uh, this kind of work. And so it was great to see their reactions. I thought they were all, you know, spot on and enlightening from that standpoint. Because if you, for me, if I stare at something and work on it for this amount of time, I kind of lose track of like, well, what is, what do people even think? Like, what yeah. does it mean? To, <laughs> it doesn't mean much, but I mean, what does it mean to other people as a great interest for sure? Well, I, I would, I would categorize this as like a kind of meditative film. So yeah. you're going to get you're going to get a like a the, the the viewer is going to have a different perspective of the film like yes, every yes. single so that that's sort of your job but you still have to like make sure that we're emotionally connected i guess right like it's not just yes. like your own self-serving work it's like there is a story there but we just can't figure yeah. it out but we know that something's in there i guess does that make sense yeah. yeah totally totally and that is from uh not so much a technical side but from uh like the conceptual premise or the basis of the of the work and then subsequently other pieces like it that that is the to me like the the nut of it is finding um like if somebody zones out and sees the light sparkling on water or a trash bag floating around or something there's these moments that are in life it feels like that are really engaging and immersive and kind of arresting and they bring this like you said meditative they bring like a grounding quality to the experience but they're not necessarily loaded with content per se not in the yeah. traditional sense so i thought this is uh something it could expand on and you know i don't think well maybe you would want to sit there and look at it for an hour but i, I feel like they are short just sort of like a daydream kind of thing uh and that that uh having that space to interpret or space just to gaze into it and not have to chase down information is almost like a relief uh uh, uh for the mind so it's it's very cool to see people's reactions and, and did you bring up an interesting point like four minutes is like the perfect time for this film like it's it's like you don't want it to drag you don't want it to people to lose focus right like they yeah yeah there's yeah, a certain amount of time, yeah, for this type of film. Have you made many of these types of films, like in the past? Uh, many along these lines, but this one I felt was worth trying to push out or offer out into gotcha, the larger gotcha. context because the other ones had moments where you were like, "Ooh, that's great," and the rest of the time you're like, "This is like looking at grass growing or something." Yeah. It was like not enough, and and this had enough of a of a kind of a series of of moments. That it kind of took you, not unlike music, for, from kind of like high points to disassembly to it's coming together again, but it's doing it differently. Um, the kind of, yeah, kind of, mm, I don't know, sort of like a coming together, falling apart, coming together again, but that didn't just repeat itself. Not like a techno loop, but like something yeah. more organic. So you decided to submit the festivals and get it out there because you knew that there was a there's a story. Basically, layman's terms, there's a story in this film. There's something to there, say. Yeah, there's definitely something to say. And 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 since this has gotten some traction, I've uh, uh, basically moved on to continue to refine the process so it doesn't take so long, and to also uh, maybe expand out, stretch the time a little bit, and add a little more uh, sort of depth and variation, which is which is possible, but it's kind of, it keeps unfolding as I go. The process of 
of image acquisition is a little, you know, I would <laughs> tedious some days. Yeah. But. So you're you're an artist, basically. And according to your bio, you like you do sculptures, you do installations, sound and performance, and you this this is something you've been this is your body you've been doing along. You've got a large body of work, I guess, and you, it, it says thirty four year professional career to date. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much most of my life, I haven't had a real job. I've done this, if okay. if you look at it that way. <laughs> and you, you, like we were talking before the podcast, you don't have to say where you are, but basically you live in a small town in the Midwest, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. Pretty, not a lot of people to hang out with on this topic and um, uh, friendly folks, you know, um, but it's not, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm on an island, which is just as well because I work in the dark half the time, so. And that's good. that's good for you. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty unassuming. It's fine. Yeah. It also in your bio it says that you hold you currently hold twenty eight patents. I guess like you're you're an inventor as well, or yes, to a degree. Uh, originally, um, uh, my like actual working job is product design, uh, product consultancy, and um, but I've been independent most of my life. Uh, so I do that role for for organizations nonprofits it depends what the problem is it's basically i think of it more like problem solving but but a lot of those things that are inventive yes have ended up with uh um ip or intellectual property value kind of stuff which leads to patents i don't own i don't they're not mine personally a lot of them are the company who hired me gotcha can you give me an example uh let's see some the more recent ones are around uh electrical distribution and there's a couple software but then the bulk of the bulk of the ones ahead of that are more kind of uh they're like higher order conceptually based they're basically how people work and live and do things in the space they exist in so that covers everything from the space they're in to the lighting to the furniture to the tools they use it's it's quite of it's a range of gotcha. stuff. So like so you basically you you create something that's original, it's got a value to it because people can use it, and then all of a sudden it's like oh I now you 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 described it as intellectual property, meaning that there's like there's a capitalistic value to what you invented. So you got to make sure that you kind of own that or someone owns that that intellectual property. So then you have to like you have to like apply for a patent. Is that how it works? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a mixed uh, endeavor. Sometimes the, so uh, what would I say? The, the, in some cases, not all, but the, the client themselves is after that uh, IP in the first place. It's like yeah. in the top five of things they want to do because they would like to own something that doesn't, that has a little bit of protection, less so these days, but has some protection in the world. Um, and that adds uh, value to their organization. So they they prefer invention as opposed to well, like, well, here's a shorter one that's a different color. It's like, that's yeah. not actually invention. It's not a new way of doing something. It's, it's a reproduction, I guess, right? Like it's yeah, exactly, exactly. And the monetization side of it, like that kind of work, which I enjoy, does actually inform and overlap uh, the topic we're on because um, there there is, like I would say the greater percentage of the inventive things that have happened over time to me have been because I was looking for those deeper behaviors in people, not like somebody said, well, I'd buy them if, if they had a different radius or if they were lighter or faster or cheaper or something. It's like, I don't ask those questions that basically 
go by uh, people's behavioral kind of stature. Like, well, they they have, you know, a closet full of clothes and they you open your closet and you look at it and you say, like, well, where'd this stuff come from? And it's like, well, you bought it. But everybody has this kind of skewed association with accumulating stuff, uh, products, services, yeah. whatever. And then the actual implementation or how that meshes with their behavior. And that's those are the gaps I'm always looking for. It's sort of like, well, yes, I hear what your market research says, but no, it, humans won't do that long term. Or that's not a decision that will follow through and make money kind of thing. So you're looking for like uh, like patterns that nobody else is seeing, like a yes. behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100% it. You, that's nail on the head. Because, and, and with stuff like uh, uh, variants and other pieces like that, that it does hit a common kind of note or set of notes in people where, you know, most people will pause and look at a sunset or most people will pause. Like if they're remembering something, they always kind of look up at an angle, even if they're in, the, especially if they're in some sort of room, yeah. like as though the answer was up in the corner. Yeah, like, we, a reasonable we, we behavior. don't do that, don't we? Like, I'm, yeah. it's like when you're thinking about a memory, like sometimes I'll look at the TV. Yeah, yeah, yep. Right? You could, yep. And so part that all is kind of on the one hand, pretty simple and on the other hand incredibly complex there's a there's these behaviors that some are readable some are internal uh, sorry inter you know internalized we don't know they're happening we don't really understand 100% how they work and i'd like i don't have i don't have a background for that no, but no, i can no. see it happening i'm just a visually based person is all like no it's funny that you no it's, it's fascinating that you're because i remember i i know like sometimes i'll i'll like i'll tell i'll tell a story to somebody right and yeah. then unconsciously, I'm going to lo I'm, I'm looking in a different directions like you just described. Yeah. And then yeah. that person, when I know that they're with me in the story, they'll follow me subconsciously where yes. I'm looking as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Which is fantastic because it all happens under the same lighting conditions, the same auditory, like everything else is the same, but we all needed to do something different mentally, uh, uh and 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 it is semi predictable and semi consistent and so are like thousands of other things which are where that's the basis for a lot of the inventive stuff at yeah. least and sometimes like i do obviously i do a lot of podcasts and so yeah. you and i are talking on zoom right now and sometimes i'll go like this say i'll put my elbow on the table yeah, and, yeah. and they'll put their same left elbow yeah. on their table yes like yeah 20 yeah. seconds yeah. later uh -huh. they're not even aware of it right and it's just like and then it's like it's like there's we're connected in this i don't know how you just how yeah. you would describe it but there seems yeah. like yeah it's a that's in the land of like pa pattern behavior like mirror neurons all manner of things come into that like a favorite uh personal favorite along that same lines is if you are in a in a restaurant that has um, booth seating where people don't really have, they have line of sight of some things, but they're basically kind of feel more like they're alone. Yeah. Um, if somebody yawns like four booths down from another one, somebody three booths up will probably yawn. And then the one in between will yawn, but nobody can see each other. So, and I've seen that more than once at first, it seemed like luck, but I, you know, it, no, that happens. Um, and it usually happens more so kind of line of sight. But it's pretty curious when you see it happen. It doesn't do it every time, but it, it's pretty interesting when those kind of like uh, what like school of fish, flock of birds kind of thing, like one moves and they all move with almost like millisecond delay 
yeah. between them. Like they had one brain kind of thing, like a like a beehive, you know. Yeah. They're one job, but they're sort of like a body that's in pieces or something. And sometimes I think like mm, we're not we have those same attributes. Can, actually. It's like the ant farm, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. There's thousands of ants, but they're like like you described, they're like one person. It's like or one ant, I guess, right? But they're just yeah, they're yeah, in yeah. thousand different pieces and they're doing one thing together. Yeah, which is uh, like remarkable and easily overlooked. And that is that too is part of uh, kind of the underpinnings of some of the work I try to bring to light or, or the things I'm after. It just is these things where it's like we have something that seems on the edge of not true or like a miracle right in front of us, but we're just not looking at it. We're not thinking about it that way where our, our minds are elsewhere. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's fascinating because we're as a, as a species, we're evolved in like, you can even say when you're driving too, right? Like it's like, <laughs> Totally. People like it's like they're in sync with each other when they're dry, hopefully, right? And then there's sometimes yeah, chaos yeah, yeah. of all it happens, I guess, right? So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've been through uh, around different cultures and driven on their roads, so not metaphorically, but in the actual terms, yeah. there's places that are really good that look like a mess, but they're really good at like this flow, like to show up, one lets one in, the next one lets one in. They're not as like territorial or something. It's it's like they have a, a macro personality as a culture or as a, a group of people. It's not like to a person, but it's consistent enough that you, if you went back to that same country, you'd experience it again and it would be similar, which is very interesting to me in a way. <laughs> it's just it's we're like we're connected. Like it's like uh, I'm curious what you think about. Um, when people are competing with each other, like say there's like two, like, like a best example would be like two tennis players. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're hitting the ball to each other. And yes, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, fine. I know I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, uh, yeah. So then it's sort of like they're, they're competing, but they're actually one thing. Yeah. It's my, it's how it feels or how it seems. And, and then, the when the winning losing and the other bits that happen afterwards feel like well that's one way to look at it but in that moment they were actually one thing yeah and or you know i've heard uh or this was a little while back somebody said you know somebody threw the ball to the other person the other person wasn't even looking and they caught it and and it was just going on about how incredible that was and i thought it's like well i wouldn't say it's ordinary but that, that's not surprising because yeah. when they're engaged in that way they are kind of more like the beehive or the ant farm. It's it's one thing. It doesn't have to be adversarial or win lose. It's just yeah. coming together for a period of time. Because I was playing like so, I'll play squash, right? So it's like uh -huh. if, you, if you're not familiar with it's a big everybody. You're just in a big box. Two people in a big white box, right? Yeah. And yeah. the great players. When I first started, I played like started playing like five five six years ago, and the great players they know exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> like but they it's an unconscious thing for them right they know exactly what i'm going to do before yeah. i even yeah. do it because they're there's the word just they're connected with me and then yes. and sometimes i when i play somebody the more i play them i i can get i can get connected with them as well i can figure out like what's going on it's like almost like a puzzle in a sense yes yes yeah totally and and uh i think also because of the intensity or the engagement level of engagement that's required. It's like there's not as much room for your mind participating. No, no, yeah. Well, here's what I'll do next. It's like there's no time for that. You you just have to be 
you got to, you know, be the ball, be the room. Yeah, be that's everything. the cliche, right? Be the ball. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, it, like, which that term didn't even make sense to me years ago, but I'm like, no, yeah, that's, you're just kind of so in the moment. And then if something ex unexpected happens in a traditional sense, it's kind of, huh, it might be that your mind jumped back in the way for a minute, because if it was all flowing, it probably meant you were more like that singular yeah. organism. And some Is people it, are just more connected, right? Like that's like, if you're looking yeah. at the athletic analogy, there's just people who are just exceptional with like, they're just so connected with the world, right? Yeah, and if you yeah. go back and like, it's like, obviously, you know, I don't know if you're a sports fan, but if you look at Tom Brady, there's something about him that he just knew exactly what to do. And it, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense on a logical level, right? Right, exactly. And that's but that. He, he, just, he, just, he just knew. Right. Cause it's yeah. like, he's a quarterback and there's like, there's like a hundred different things happening. Someone's trying to hit him and he's like, he, but he does something, there's something about him being connected with the world. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's the, yeah. uh, uh, the balance or sort of, uh, this might sound backwards, but it's like lack of thought. And it, it, to me, it's really apparent, apparent when after uh, something happens in the sports context and somebody says, well, what did, what did you think about this? Or how'd you do that? And they always kind of, they don't, they're not the greatest explanations. And it's like, well, that, that's because there's not a great explanation. For yeah. this. It Like in a meditative state, it's like, how was your meditation? It's like, well, pretty empty. You know, it's like, well, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. That's helping it to work. There's no there's a lack of content. It's like the, it's like the math, the, the, the math genius who can't teach because yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? It's like that sort of analogy. It's like, you can't explain it. No, no. If you could, it wouldn't be as good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. It's it's fascinating. Like it's it's just it's a fascinating thing. So it's, it seems that this is your life's work, I guess, right? Yeah, it is. It is truly. It didn't come to that. To, I was sort of in that realm, sort of on accident, uh, growing up, or and then being in the professional world. But it's like it came clear over time. I'm like, oh, this is this is where I want to help, or this is where I want to try to bring bring attention and. Uh, do my work that's amazing well fantastic film i'm glad uh you i'm glad you submitted i hope it's doing well in the festival circuit and you're just getting you're out there but it seems like you're it seems like you're balanced and you're you're already on your way so basically so i'd love to see what you do next i know these things these films take a long time to make yeah they do kind of <laughs> rather time consuming but there's another one in the works so come coming well, up no. don't be a stranger i'd love to see it okay appreciate it thanks, All right, thanks for your time i appreciate it okay thank you one two three four five